Patriots in Eastern Washington. This is Matt Shea, and welcome to Patriot Radio, broadcasting live from deep inside the heart of the future Liberty State, brought to you once again by On Fire Ministries and the legacy of Dr. Stan Monteith, bringing you the story behind the story. And the news behind the news is not about right or left, it's about right and wrong, about our hope not being in man, but in Jesus Christ, and about not ending in prayer, but moving to action. It's also about the gospel of the kingdom, Zechariah 2.5, but I declares the Lord will be a wall of fire to her on all sides, and I will be the glory in her midst. Take a moment right now, share, comment, like the show. I, I'm going to take a moment here to just thank everybody that has been uh, sharing and, and watching and spreading this all over the place. We, we're on so many different social media sites. It's incredible. And I also want to just take a moment and talk to those who are skeptics. And particularly in regards to Russia, there is so much that people think they know about Russia that they just don't know. And, and in particular, dismissing the defectors that came to the United States and to the Western world really isn't a place to start with the analysis of Russia. I'm going to go through something very quickly, and this is an overview of what is happening, what has been happening for the last hundred and, well, 50 years or so. And it's this fast. First of all, the communists in particular have been seeking to undermine Western civilization through demoralization, then destabilization, then crisis and chaos, and then normalization. Yuri Bezmenov, a.k.a. Thomas Schumann, former Izvestia officer, which was the disinformation arm of the KGB, very clearly laid out their, their strategy. Another guy named Anatoly Galitsyn, who was a strategic planner for the KGB, also laid out their strategy. And their strategy was this. When they were pushed into a corner, it was to fake the fall of the Soviet Union. And it is a historic fact that the KGB is still in control of the Soviet Union. In fact, the leader of Russia, the former Soviet Union, but really still, in very many respects, the Soviet Union. Russia is still led by a former KGB officer. So let's, let's stop pretending that the KGB influence just somehow ended at when the wall fell, when in fact that was a plan all the way along. Now, another guy named General Mihai Pachipa, the highest ranking defector to the United States from the former Soviet bloc, wrote an entire book called Disinformation, warning the West that the Soviet demoralization, destabilization plan was still in effect. The KGB was still operating just under a new name. And so we look at the communist counterstate, we look at the jihadi counterstate, their entire goal is to take down the United States of America. So the fact that Russia is weakened is not necessarily a bad thing. The fact that uh, jihadis in the Middle East are weakened is a great thing. But what we have to understand here is that this has been an intentional plan unfolding quite literally for a hundred years. Now you can read the plans uh, in the United States locally too, but Benjamin Gitlow, 
Whitaker Chambers, the testimony of Bella Dodd before Congress and the infiltration into the highest levels of government. And in the Roosevelt administration, there were 329 confirmed KGB agents. We know this from the Matroykin archives, the largest archives brought out of the former Soviet Union. And we know this by the Venona transcripts of the broken Soviet cables. In fact, Senator Joseph McCarthy actually had access to the Venona transcripts, which is why he was so adamant about the communist infiltration here into the United States of America. And th that continues to this day. It hasn't gotten better over time. So there are people out there who know so much that just isn't so. And we have to start our analysis objectively from those sources who actually were there and came out of the former Soviet Union and said, here's the plan. They're going to fake the fall and get the West to step off the throttle, fall back into complacency, and then reconstitute their empire. So let's not pretend that these former Soviet Agents that came to the United States and have been well vetted and their, their uh, statements have been confirmed independently by corroborating evidence don't matter or somehow that's not part of the analysis because what you're experiencing today is fifth generation warfare and the whole point behind Trump collusion was to link Trump to Russia so when World War III breaks out because that's been the plan all the way along that China and Russia would help start through proxies, of course, World War III. And also the globalists would help start World War III so that they could try and implement a one-world government, one-world religion, and one-world economy, just like they did after World War I with the League of Nations, just like they did after World War II with the United Nations. This has been the plan all the way along, and that the jihadis are effectively their shock troops to be released to cause terror whenever it is convenient and furthers their aims. So the idea behind the Trump collusion was to label Trump and all supporters of Trump as Russian sympathizers ahead of time. So when the world war breaks out with Russia involved, that is their excuse to then lock up those people who are truly the threat to the new world order, and that is Christians and patriots. So let's clue in here as to what's really going on and stop falling into the pit, the narrative trap that has been set by the other side and acknowledge the fact that that is indeed what their plan is and has been now since at least Yuri and Dropov, but probably going back to Joseph Stalin. And that brings us to your Bible teaching today. Proverbs 11, verse 10. When things go well for the righteous, the city rejoices. We'll let that hang in the air for a second for all of you here in Spokane. And when the wicked perish, there is joyful shouting. By the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted. But by the mouth of the wicked, it is torn down. In this time, as Hanukkah is a picture of the last times, 
We are supposed to be a blessing and speaking that blessing out of our mouths so that the city is raised up, is exalted. We are supposed to be blessing the city and coming against all of the wicked tongues that are trying to tear the city down. And that goes for any city, wherever you might be at listening to Patriot Radio or watching online today. That goes for any city. We should be blessing it and that the righteous. Well, now is our time to stand. And that brings us to our funny video segment. Sending Grandpa to the Senate. Roll the clip. Grandpa. Grandpa. Grandpa! Huh? I think it's time that we had um, kind of a difficult conversation with you. You know how much we love you, right? Right. And I love you too. <laughs> and we only want what's best for you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's becoming more and more clear to us that we can't take care of you the way that you need to be taken care of. Why are you talking like that? I'm fine. Oh, of course you are. <laughs> but let's be honest here. You're getting older and things happen. You get confused. You forget where you are. You fall down. You need to go someplace where they can take care of you. Where people your age go. I think it's time for you to run for U.S. Senate. No! How can you do this to me? I still have a lot of good years left. Of course you do, Grandpa. And that is about the best commentary I have heard on the United States Senate right now. It's time for the Isaac generation to step up for the U.S. Senate. But that aside, for all of you in the Abraham generation, don't take offense at that. It is time, too, for the Abraham generation to pass on the lessons that you have learned in the fiery trials that you have lived through in life and make sure that the Isaac and Jacob generations understand them. So don't be silent right now. Speak out. Cautionary tale, or you might end up in the U.S. Senate. That brings us next to the good versus evil segment. Don't curse Israel, period. And in dramatic fashion, something happened when somebody did just the other day in the Turkish parliament. Go ahead and roll it. Now this guy in English is railing and cursing Israel. And then he has a heart attack right on the platform. I want to be really serious about this. We don't wish that on anybody. We don't uh, hope that, you know, the bad thing happens to somebody like that or curse them. But there are consequences for what we do in this time. And the scripture is very clear that we should bless Israel, period. And, all you know, that might be offensive. That might rankle some of you. But the fact of the matter is, there is the time shortens here. And, you know, it's kind of a hard conversation maybe to have. But as the time shortens here, the grace shortens with it. And we need to be cognizant as Christians of the 
the hour being late, and that should motivate us to redouble our efforts to preach the gospel of the kingdom, heal the sick, cast out demons, see reconciliation in families, and, and to see cities lit on fire for God. That brings us next to the Jesus glorifying video. Not a lot good coming out of Congress today. We're going to get to that here in a second. But there was recently a screening of The Chosen in Congress, and, well, it warmed my heart, so I wanted to share it with you. The Chosen is brightening the holiday season for lawmakers and staff on Capitol Hill. CBN News Capitol Hill correspondent Matt Galka was at the event. The worldwide hit has plenty of fans in Congress, and as we saw, members of the show enjoyed their time rubbing elbows with lawmakers, too. With the lighting of the Capitol Christmas tree, the holiday spirit started to sweep through Washington. And Inside, so what you're seeing Christmas here, Hope to the Hill Ministries invited the chosen cast to meet lawmakers. Well, that's a pretty well-packed house. Also launched a Christmas with the Chosen. The third installment for the of the holiday special that combines bringing the gospel to life. And here's the thing. This is the important the part show. about media and entertainment. It can have an influence beyond everything that you can possibly know or understand. And so good media out there, good entertainment out there can influence even the halls of power. Let's just hope that they actually internalize the lessons that are very clearly lived out by the life of Jesus Christ and bring those into practical effect as they govern. And that brings us now to your daily intelligence briefing coming to us on the globalist front. We have a whole bunch of things, and I'm going to go through these pretty quickly. Coming to us from Technocracy News, UN Climate Summit and Energy in the United States, Global Taxes and Effectively a War on Humanity. Well, they do want to control energy, and we've talked about this before, but not only do they want to do that, they want to actually end all fossil fuels. Now, understand this, fossil fuels are freedom, and we're going to have an expert on the show here in the next year in regards to the deep hot biosphere and the fact that oil very likely is the byproduct of a natural process in the earth because it's just a simple matter of math. There wouldn't have been enough carbon living on the earth to die and then turn into the oil fields based on the volume that are act that is actually there. In addition to that, oil fields have started to run dry and then refill, and nobody can really explain that. So the fact of the matter is trying to take away all fossil fuels isn't about clean energy or a clean atmosphere. It's all about control and another angle of communism. And that brings us to the China front, coming to us from open source intelligence. Alberto Carlos, chief of the Philippines Western Command, told CNN on Wednesday that the country is contingency planning for an escalation in hostilities with China. Expect more coercive actions from China short of an armed attack. In other words, soft, low intensity conflict. Next after the water cannon is probably ramming incidents. And also they will attempt to board a vessel to see what the reaction of the Philippines are. Now, remember this, the Philippines, if they get into a war with China, the United States is obligated by treaty to come to their aid. That brings us to Indo-Pak news. Chinese ships swarmed into the Second Thomas Shoal after Sunday's resupply confrontation. 11 Chinese vessels were inside the shoal. 
And if China tries to occupy the Shoal and the Philippine ship stationed there, this would basically be an act of war and a reason for the Philippines to invoke the defense treaty with the United States. A very dangerous escalation. I completely agree. And what I am seeing, too, in addition to that, is that China is intentionally edging toward war as their economy continues to go down and the CCP fears losing power in China. This escalation, we're gonna, this is a flashpoint. We're going to watch this very, very closely. This happened just late yesterday. So over the weekend, something very, very dramatic might develop there. And if it does, we will come on with a special brief broadcast of Patriot Radio to inform you of what's happening. Because this is something that could likely lead to war. That also brings us to another Indo-Pak News article. India and the Philippines are conducting a maritime partnership exercise in the West Philippine Sea to boost maritime cooperation, the Indian embassy in Manila said. So India now is doing exercises with the Philippine Navy. India, a longtime enemy of China, is apparently taking a side here. So... These are all indicators, not just of a regional war, but of a world war. That brings us next to open source intelligence. The Philippines ambassador to the United States said in an interview, the tensions in the South China Sea could trigger a major conflict at, quote, any time, end quote. The ambassador said that the South China Sea is a flashpoint, not Taiwan. That's an interesting statement. And said, if, quote, anything happens in our area, it's like the beginning of another war, a world war, end quote. So when you hear an ambassador talking like that as well, again, we stand at least here on Patriot Radio on solid ground saying that this attempt to push us toward a world war very likely is in the near term. In other words, 2024, not 2025. And that brings us to the Middle East front. As the Israeli Defense Forces wrap up the smashing defeat of Hezbollah, I'm sorry, of Hamas in Gaza. Hezbollah has started to organize in the north. We reported last week that there were some very interesting reconnaissance flights by drones in the United States uh, Air Force. And we have also seen from other countries monitoring of Lebanon and that western part of Syria, because at 60,000 feet, these drones can see all the way into Syria, that they're very likely were uh, Hezbollah entities massing there and Hezbollah groups massing there. Now, Breitbart comes out with an article, Israel prepares for war against Hezbollah in South Lebanon. Also, some rhetoric from Israeli leaders that the next front will be, not, not might be, but will be Lebanon. So as they wrap up the operation in the Gaza Strip and take control of the Gaza Strip, the next front very likely is southern Lebanon, which means a broader regional war. And also the United States has made statements that we might enter a conflict if it involves Lebanon and more of these Iranian proxy attacks against the United States. That brings us to the Russia front. Coming to us from Open Source Intelligence, the Finnish government announced today that it will sign a new defense cooperation agreement with the United States on Monday. 18 
December, the agreement will grant significant access to the U.S. military within Finland. This is huge, folks. With a focus on allowing U.S. forces to move rapidly throughout the country to provide military aid should it be necessary. The United States will be granted unimpeded access to 15 facilities and areas in Finland and will be allowed to store military equipment, ammunition, and other gear. This looks like, again, the United States ramping up for a war with Russia. The Polish prime minister came out very clearly saying they may station Polish troops in Ukraine. And there have been other moves showing that NATO is ramping up for a direct confrontation with Russia. Uh, the United States has forces already in Romania, already in Poland, and now in Finland. If you look at the map, it's making an L around Russia and Belarus. Just more indicators of a broader war. And that brings us now to Europe. And it seems that we are being conditioned for a catastrophic cyber attack. A parliamentary committee in the UK said the country is at a high risk for a catastrophic ransomware attack. Then there was another article that came out and said basically it was an imminent catastrophic cyber attack. And all of this on the heels of what appears to be a predictive programming movie. Wait a minute. Produced by the Obamas? That's weird. Predictive programming is the idea of putting out what is about to happen so that people will be used to it before it actually does happen. And remember I said that because that's going to play in here in a second on the national front. But coming to us next from Visegrad 24 on the Europe front, Gert Wilders was just elected as Speaker of the Dutch Parliament, or his party was, and for the next four years, Wilders will have the influence that he has been trying to get for the last 15 years. Good news for Israel, but I believe good news also for patriots here in the United States of America because Gert Wilders understands the jihadi and the communist threat very, very well, and he is willing to act. He is willing to act to stand against it. Visegrad 24 also, it's the 42nd consecutive evening of an anti-separatist protest in Spain. Once again, very good signs coming out of Europe that a movement to protect Western civilization is now rising up, not only in Western Europe, but also in Eastern Europe. Also from Visegrad 24, the European Council has decided to open EU accession negotiations with Ukraine and Moldova, again, bringing them into the Western sphere, another flashpoint. The Russians have always been very paranoid about their Western flank, and uh, this is just going to underscore uh, their propaganda of why they should be at war. And that brings us now to the national front. Coming to us from... Jack Posobiec, but this, I, I saw this yesterday. I just grabbed this, this one Twitter post. A new Civil War movie is coming out ahead of 2024. That's weird. And it says this is more reality than fiction as part of the trailer. So they are trying to condition Americans for a civil war 
in 2024, and this movie is predicated on 19 states seceding from the union and that there would be a Texas-California alliance, which that seems just really weird to me, and the, quote, Florida alliance as part of these 19 states. I just want to be very clear to everybody. I believe that this is exactly what the communists want to foment is a civil war in this country, just like happened in 1917, so that they can try and destroy the United States of America. Which begs the question, is anybody doing anything about this? Well, we'll comment on that here in a second. Timmy Juice again from Open Source Intelligence. The U.S. Missile Defense Agency has released a video explaining its latest uh, test of a ground-based mid-course defense system. And the test was successful out of Vandenberg uh, Space Force Base. Hard to say Space Force instead of Air Force. Anyway, the United States ramping up its missile defenses. Again, another indicator of looming world war. That brings us next to Gateway Pundit. <sighs> Remember when I talked about Rich Higgins and his writing called The Letter to the President of the United States back in 2017, wrote a letter to Trump, said, here's who's coming against you. And he said very clearly that the Democrats are the primary enabler of the counterstates, the jihadis and the communists, and that the Republicans specifically said the establishment Republicans are the designated defeat mechanism to bring in this new regime of communism. Well, 147 Republicans vote to reauthorize the FISA program so the DOJ and FBI can spy on President Trump again, well, and all of us. And it happened just today. Meanwhile, coming to us from World That Daily, FBI whistleblower tells World That Daily how conservatives are painted as, quote, domestic terrorists, end quote, as part of a larger plan to demonize those who would actually defend the country and who have the wherewithal to do so, by the way, and who know and understand the communist and jihadi counterstates and what to do about it. So there's big money in targeting patriotic Christian Americans as criminals and painting them as criminals. I warned about this, everybody, years ago, and we had rhinos in Washington state, cowards in Washington state who knew they were briefed on the threat. They knew and still intentionally went along with this narrative war being put on by the left. Now, everybody out there needs to be very careful because not just the domestic terrorist narrative, but the other narrative the left is trying to foment division inside the church is this fake new apostolic reformation narrative. It does not exist. It doesn't exist. And in fact, was an, uh, an attack uh, narrative and an attack point in an election cycle back in 2010. So let's stop joining with the enemy and understand that these are all intentional strategies and intentional tactics to further demoralization and destabilization leading up to a crisis. 
All right, that brings us next to the FBI director, warning of an elevated risk of influence in the 2024 election, and that he is, quote, keenly focused on the matter. And influenced by whom? Could it be the Chinese? And Jin Kan Rong's speech back in 2000, what was it, 18? 2016? When he said that we should attack the United States, we being China should attack the United States? Through the election process? Huh. Claims that Russia has worked with President Trump. Same guy. Somehow I just don't trust that, and neither should you. And that brings us to the Capital Research Center, left-wing foundations funding care. Well, so we have left-wing foundations funding the Council on American-Islamic Relations which has historic ties to Hamas and the Muslim Brotherhood, proven in court in the largest terror financing trial ever successfully prosecuted in U.S. history, the Holy Land Foundation trial. Well, hmm. wonder why they're not investigating the real threats to the United States of America. And that brings us to the last article here on the national front. Trump campaign celebrates a big win after Judge Halt's Jack Smith's prosecution. That just happened today. The former president leading GOP contender has argued that his actions in fighting back against the results of the 2028 presidential election come under the umbrella of his duties as president and as such should be protected by the immunity that covers the office. So there was a ruling that said Trump's four-year service commander-in-chief did not bestow on him the, quote, divine right of kings, end quote, and Trump appealed the ruling on Wednesday The defendant's appeal automatically stays any further proceedings that would move this case towards trial or impose additional burdens of litigation on the defendant. So at least a quiet win for President Trump and a quiet win for America. And that is the briefing. Remember, the antidote to dependency and socialism is to be a God-fearing, self-reliant, freedom-loving American. And thank you to everybody that's been praying for us. And make sure you take a moment. Follow us on Telegram. Make sure that you subscribe to us on Rumble and make sure that you share this with your friends and family, especially, especially over the holidays. And I hope today you just take a little bit of time to shoot a note, a positive note in the comment section. Hey, really like this, appreciate this, or, or hey, we would like to see this guest on the show. Um, especially on the Rumble comments. Um, There are trolls on some other platforms. Rumble's been pretty good. So if you can do that, that would be absolutely amazing. Now, coming up in the next year, I want to go over some events here locally that are about to happen this next year. This is going to be absolutely incredible. We have major events coming to Spokane, Washington in April. I, I'm almost there where I could tell you what they are. We also have Dr. Emmanuel Ziga coming with this Holy Spirit Comforter Conference coming here in January. January, I believe it's 18th through the 20th. We're going to have more information on that over the holidays, so stay tuned. We also have a huge event 
It's going to be a national event, nationwide, all happening on the same day. And I want all of you listening to Patriot Radio today to be a part of it, okay? So we're going to have more information coming. Stay tuned. We also, here at On Fire Ministries, are starting the School of Kingdom Inheritance. This is an official discipleship school for whoever is feeling like they need to go deeper in the Lord and they're being called into ministry. This is kind of one of those first steps. So if you are interested, this is a 17-week school, okay? So this is, this is the real deal. If you are interested in this, please contact us. You can do it online. We've got a whole bunch of people that are ready to take those messages and respond quickly. You can always send us a message at hello at spokaneonfire.church. But please, if you're interested, send a message, and we'd love to get you plugged in to the School of Kingdom Inheritance, or SKI, that is coming here in January to On Fire Ministries. Also, next year, I want to give you all a heads up, too. We are going to be starting a Kingdom Christian College, and I will have more on that coming in the new year. We believe, and I know many of you believe, that we should be influencing every area of culture as Christians. We should be speaking a blessing to the city, as I talked about in Proverbs 11. Speaking a blessing to the city, we should be doing that in every area of culture, and we should be doing it with excellence. Candidly, Christians in several respects have been woefully unprepared to go into the business area, to go into the governmental area. And we need to turn that around. So stay tuned for more on that coming up in the new year. Also coming up in the new year, if you want to be involved in evangelism, we're going to have a new school of evangelism coming as well. We have many, many people that we partner with that go out onto the streets of Spokane and bless and preach the gospel of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. If you want to be part of that, that's been burning in your heart, again, contact us today. Let us know. We'd love to plug you in and help you walk into the destiny that God has for you in the evangelistic ministry. So this brings us, this brings us next to my thoughts on the coming year. And I want to spend uh, the better part of the show today talking about my thoughts on what's coming this next year and how you practically can prepare for it. We have been talking on Patriot Radio for 15 years. You can go back to the old episodes. You can see how we called a lot of the things that have happened years and years in advance. One thing we've been talking about for all of those years is preparedness and being prepared. I want to talk about what that actually might mean to you coming up in this next year. So we're going to take this kind of linearly. You might want to take notes. You might want to kind of rewind and come back to what I'm about to discuss here. But 2024 is shaping up to be a seminal year, a seminal year in history. This is a year you will remember for the rest of your lives. 
And it's a year when we're all going to be tested. There is a move right now for there to be some kind of catastrophic event that is going to change everything happening in 2024. It could be a combination of separate things. Cyber attack, uh, world war. But there's going to be this event, this catalyzing event. And in that moment as Christians, we're going to start at the spiritual level. At that moment, we have to make the decision as Christians that we are going to follow God Almighty, come what may. In other words, seal our resolve to walk the path that God has for us to walk. Many of you have expressed concern, will I know the difference between good and evil? And my, my response is, well, how did you act during the COVID time? How did you act when all of that happened? Were you able to discern something was wrong with the way things were being handled? That, that churches were non-essential, that worship should be masked, muzzled. And if you were able to, to discern it then, and you, you are walking with the Lord, and you're not walking in intentional sin, and this is so critical for everyone to understand. The scripture says, Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness or iniquity. There, there are three kinds of sin. There's sin missing the mark, which is unintentional sin. And, and this is borne out in the language, both Hebrew and Greek. There's also transgression where I see the line, but I intentionally step over it. And then, so that's intentional sin. So unintentional sin, intentional sin. And then you've got iniquity or this sin that becomes a way of life generationally. And so this scripture, some have tried to use as a weapon, says, depart from me, you practice, and key word, practice, intentionally continue in that way of life, lawlessness. So it is so important during this time period that you are not walking in intentional sin that's become a way of life. And you may, you may say you're a Christian, you may, you may come to church even on Sunday, but you are walking in intentional sin. So if that is you listening today, repent, turn from it, receive the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. And when you turn from it, begin walking in the right lifestyle. So in this time, when people say, oh, I'm confused, I don't really hear the Lord, immediately, is there sin, is there unforgiveness? Just go there immediately. Lord, search my heart. Is there any wicked way? Is there anything I need to to address with you? Do I need to forgive somebody? Okay? That then opens the window, the ears, the eyes, as it says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. He who has eyes to see, let him see. So when, when it opens that window, and you can hear from the Lord, you are going to be able to discern what is evil and what is good. And here's the thing. The evil is going to try to masquerade 
as good. And again, people have used this as a weapon to attack other Christians in the church, but actually the scripture says, as well as other documents from the second temple period say that don't be the wolf devouring other Christians or thinking it's somehow your ministry to do that, God forbid. What I'm talking about right now specifically is you're going to have good come in and say, oh, it's just we want to love each other by mutilating them permanently for the rest of their life. Oh, we want to love each other. And we should just let them engage in lifestyles that cut their lifespan short by 20 years. Oh, we should just let boys be boys and girls be girls. But they don't even really see that anymore because it's all confused. What I'm talking about is evil that tries to masquerade as good, but goes directly against the commandments of God. And in fact, the early church fathers taught about the apostasy, the characteristics of apostasy in the last times. The idea that it would be denied that the creator actually was the creator and created creation. The idea that there would be massive and rampant sexual immorality. The idea that the highest positions in the government of the land would be bought. The idea that there would be rampant idolatry. The idea that there would just be this go-along-to-get-along mentality in the political sphere. And so, again, as we go into this next year, if you are not practicing lawlessness, walking in a lifestyle of sin, directly in contradiction to God's commandments. And you're able to discern, you're going to be fine. You're going to be able to discern the evil that's coming. But the next key is, you might actually discern the evil. Are you willing to actually stand and pay the price for taking the stand? Make the decision now before it happens. So again, this catalyzing event coming in 2024, make the decision now before it happens. And this catalyzing event then is going to test the resolve, the strength of the body of Christ. This is going to be evil manifested, not just in the spiritual realm, but in the physical realm as well. So as Christians, we need to settle some things in our minds. Is it okay to be prepared is it okay to defend myself and my family against evil? Is it okay to disobey unconstitutional edicts? And you need to answer these questions in your head. If you, and this actually, and I'm going to start with the last first. In the ancient law of kings, which is still part of Jewish literature, compiled by, by Samuel, I think 1 Samuel 10 mentions when Samuel compiles the ancient law of kings. In the ancient law of kings, it says, if the king tells you to do something against the commandments of God, 
It is not just your right. It is your duty to obey God rather than man. Same thing in Acts chapter 5. It is our duty to obey God rather than man in these cases where man is trying to tell us to do something against God's commandments. This is the actually the whole uh, backstory behind Hanukkah. Judah Maccabee went against a government edict to do something against the direct commandments of God. So, settle that in your mind. The second thing settling in your mind, is it okay to defend yourself and your family against evil? Not only is it, is it okay, but you will become complicit in the sin if you don't defend your family and yourself against evil. Watch this. If evil comes into a country, God's judgment is attached to the evil. The evil's already judged. It's already cursed. The sin is already judged. It's already cursed. The, the demonic is already judged. It's already cursed. So when we let evil in, of course, God's judgment comes in behind it. So people that say in this modern heresy of, fast, uh, uh, of pacifism and the fast talking that goes along with it that, oh, we just need to live in peace. That was, that was settled in 732 AD when the Islamic hordes came across Western Europe raping and pillaging and they said, we can't allow this to happen when we have the ability to defend ourselves. And it was, the matter was settled. We need to... Stop evil in its tracks when evil manifests in the physical from the spiritual. So yes, it's not only okay, it's, it's a duty as well. And if you don't do that, you become complicit in the sin of allowing the evil to continue to march. And very clearly in the scripture, it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. But we don't even look at the Greek there. That word resist means to take a public stand against. It doesn't mean just like, can I resist privately? I'm going to resist. No, it means take a public stand against, with your mouth, the evil that's coming in. And so there may come a time when the right of self-defense, the God-given unalienable right of self-defense, is here in the United States used on a wide scale to stop evil in its tracks, similar to what Israel had to do on October 7th. And that brings us to the first thing that I mentioned. And what, what do we need to settle in our minds right now? What do, what do we need to make the decision about in our minds right now? Well, what we need to do is we need to make the decision in our minds that God is giving us time to prepare and we should take all the time that we have to prepare. And not just for ourselves and our family, but also for the family that probably will show up when they wake up. So preparedness actually takes fear out of a situation. I hear some people, wow, oh, I'm not going to prepare. God's, God's going to provide. Well, maybe he actually is already giving you the time to provide through provision and preparedness right now, and you're not taking that opportunity. 
And instead, you're actually kind of throwing it back in God's face. And I also hear people say, well, I'll just take it from somebody when it happens. Well, that's not Christian either. The idea is God has given us the time to prepare now. Take the time to prepare. Store up oil. And what's so interesting to me is that Christians during the Great Depression understood this. They stored up during the Great Depression. And after the Great Depression, they made sure that they had full, my grandma did this, had full pantries for the rest of their lives. Because you never know when that time comes, that time of want comes. Or the the time of the need to break into the stores and, and start using them. So settle in your mind that when you prepare, it actually takes the fear out of the situation. And so when I hear people say, oh, I, this, all this preparedness talk, it makes me afraid. Well, then you actually have an issue with mindset because preparedness takes the fear out. In fact, it's an act of love to be ready to help people in distress. In fact, the scripture says that pure religion is helping widows and orphans in their time of distress or their time of crisis. But you got to be ready to do that. So settle these three things in your mind. Be prepared, be ready to defend, be ready to disobey edicts that go against the commands of God. Now, how can you best prepare right now? I'm going to talk about We've talked about all the, you should have food stored up, at least a year's food stored up. You should have alternate ways to procure, uh, procure water. You should have uh, the ability to communicate. You should have the ability to defend yourself. I'm going to talk about a couple more here. Uh, you should have the ability to trade as well, barter. I, I want to talk about a couple more here that aren't talked about a lot. The first is physical fitness. We just need to be honest that a vast majority of Americans are obese. And I gave a talk to a a local men's group here recently. I told them about the idea of conquering three mountains a week that get, get in shape. Even if it, even if you just go out and walk with a little bit of weight on your back, and you, you take it as a time maybe to pray as you walk. Or maybe you have your own exercise program. Great, fantastic. But do something to become physically fit because your physical fitness affects your mental fitness. So we talked about spiritual fitness, getting all that in order. We talked about mental fitness, deciding these things before they happen. Now we're talking about physical fitness, which also can impact mental fitness. Having a clear mind comes from Exercise. One of the great ways to fight uh, things like depression that has been published in numerous reports and articles. One of the great ways to fight, especially for returning veterans, is to get out and actually start walking and exercising. So, I mean, it's good for your mental health to be physically healthy. So take a look at your physical health right now in preparation for what's coming for 2024. And if maybe you have uh, some changes you need to make in your diet, even the patriarchs talked about what they ate and, and, and their, 
We didn't call them vitamins, but their intake of good foods. Take a look at that. When we live in Washington state right now, there are certain vitamins that people are deficient of in Washington state that virtually every naturopath tries to uh, advocate that we take. So just look at those things and evaluate your physical health, what you're eating, your diet, and particularly in your preparedness, are you able to sustain a good diet throughout the whole time and your friends and your family, especially the ones that might show up that just woke up? The second thing that I think we need to talk about quickly that I, I'm not sure a lot of, I'm not sure a lot of people just, just candidly talk about this. In 2024, there is going to be so much distraction. Part of your preparedness should be very simply discipline in your own life to follow God's priorities every day and not be distracted by the circumstances around you. Uh, there's a definition of something called pertinacity which is greatness of soul despite the circumstances surrounding you. So how, how do you do this practically? When you wake up in the morning, you pray, ask the Lord, God, what are your priorities for today? And then don't let anything try to come in between you and God's priorities for your life that day. And sometimes it might be simple. It might be one thing for the day or maybe three. And then you've got a whole bunch of other things you can do in the day. That's fantastic. But it's this, it's this distraction causing so much problem, and it's intentional distraction. We are bombarded with so much information that we can't possibly consume it all, let alone sift through it all. So have a priority for your time and make sure you're becoming, and this is hard for a lot of guys, emotionally connected with your family. Ask your family how they're doing, how they're feeling about things. Become emotionally connected with your wife, your kids, and wives in this situation, because family is one of these priorities, wives, support your husbands and just give them a word of encouragement every day. So husbands be emotionally connected through these times of crisis, wives be encouraging, pray together, read the word together take communion together. And when a crisis comes, it, it doesn't become something that just shuts you down where you're reacting all the time. In fact, you're on the offense, walking down the priority path God has given you. And then when your family is set, network with like-minded individuals, maybe other family members, maybe friends, maybe coworkers, whatever it is, Network with like-minded individuals who understand the signs of the times, more importantly, know what to do about it. Really simple. So, physical fitness, family fitness, and networking with like-minded folks. Simple solutions locally 
for 2024 in preparation for what's going to happen. And then we walk forward without any fear, but we actually walk forward with purpose. We walk forward with resolve and we walk forward with hope. And he who has the most hope has the most influence, especially in these kinds of times. And as the scripture says, we need to be ready in season and out of season. We need to be able to explain the hope that is within us. Because especially during crises, we're going to have plenty of opportunities to do exactly that. So I hope you take some time tonight and take stock of where you are at personally and what you need to do in preparation for 2024. This is Matt Shea. Thank you so much for joining me on Patriot Radio today. May God bless all of you. And he is making this generation the greatest one. The awakening is here. Keep up the fight.